You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back, everybody. Locked on Lions on the Locked on Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, say, Monday, November the 29th and a Tuesday, November 30th. Another week of Lions football. Snow is on the ground. It's freezing. But we still got six games to go. And the Lions trek their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their um, quest for winning one football game. Starts up again Sunday when they host the Minnesota Vikings at Ford Field at 1 o'clock. A CBS game, I just noticed. Uh, I'm not sure why that is, but it is. Coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock. Thank you for listening and making this your first listen each and every day. On whatever you pl- uh, whatever platform you find us on, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, thank you for listening. You can go to LockedOnLions.com to get us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I got a nice shout-out today from David Locke, who runs this network, who started this network, hence the name Locked On Podcast Network. David is the host of the Locked On Jazz podcast. He's the voice of the jazz. He's the guy that called me in 2016 and said, hey, I'm starting up this network, and I want you to do the Lions show, and been here ever since. But David gave me a nice uh, shout-out today on our kind of internal memo. And he said, our audience, our Locked On Lions audience, is actually up 33% this year, despite the fact that the team still has not won a game. So we thank you for listening and telling your friends, you know what you get on this show. Opinions, good guests, any updates that go on with the team, we're here for you. We try to entertain each and every day. And I'll be honest, I don't see this team winning a game now. I think this is going to be an 0-16-1 team. I do. And I'm not going to get on here today and give you seven reasons why or ten reasons why or get all negative. It was bad enough. We had to do the post-game pod on Thursday and discuss that awful Thanksgiving Day game where the Lions, again, were right there and battled hard and played hard. And the defense has done its job since week eight when they get embarrassed by the Eagles and pushed around giving up 44 points. I mean, the defense since then has given up an average of 14, 16 to the Steelers, 13 to the Browns, and 16 to the Bears. The offense is just absolutely awful, and the offense is offensive. And I just don't see the Lions winning any of these remaining games. I thought maybe at Atlanta on December the 26th, but the Atlanta Falcons, almost said Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Falcons have five wins. And they're in the playoff chase in the NFC. Have you looked at, at at some of the teams fighting for that third and final wild card in the NFC? They put up a, a graphic yesterday during the Rams-Packers game. Nice performance by Matt Stafford. Um, pick Sixford. Um, they, Matt Stafford's still good. Okay, I'm, I'm just making fun of him. Calm down. They put up a stat like still in the hunt for the third and final wild card spot in the NFC. And it said the Bears. The Bears? Really? The Bears are 4 and 7 and two of their wins came against Dan Campbell's outfit. Dan Campbell by the way said today that 
The Lions are going to try to play spoiler the last six weeks and make people feel how they've felt all year. Hmm. I don't see it. I think this has 0-16-1 written all over it. Did I predict four wins at the start of the year? I did. Do I still think they can win some games? Sure. Do I think they will? No, I don't. Unless they go to Seattle on January 2nd and the Seahawks are completely 100% out of it and not playing Russell Wilson. But still, that's still a tough place to play. But Minnesota, at Denver, Arizona, at Atlanta, at Seattle, and home against the Packers, who might be playing for the number one seed on January 9th, I don't see a win. And, And, you know... We'll get into PFF grades from Thursday, top five, bottom five. Um, I want to continue this rant about the football that I've been watching and how it, it, it computes with the Lions. We'll get you a DeAndre Swift injury update and play a little game of compare and contrast with a 2008. All of that today on Lockdown Lions, um, as I just sort of ranted at the start of the show. I just don't see a win. I don't. I don't think they're good enough. The offense isn't there. The play calling's bad. Dan Campbell, you know, has done has not, not impressed me the last few weeks. Calling plays. Is he going to go back to Anthony Lynn? I doubt that. And now we're talking about DeAndre Swift missing time with a shoulder injury. I just, I don't see it. I'm not looking at any of these games. Minnesota, at Denver, Arizona, at Atlanta. At Seattle and Green Band going, oh, yeah, they got a shot. I thought they were going to win on Thursday. And you know what? They should have won on Thursday. The Bears are horrible. They're horrible. You know, Denver, they just beat the Chargers yesterday. You got to go up to that altitude in Denver in a couple of weeks. Minnesota comes in this week. I don't care if Dalvin Cook's hurt or not, and he is. Kirk Cousins owns the Lions. Arizona is the number one seed in the NFC right now. The Lions aren't beating them. At Atlanta is the game everybody says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's got five wins. You know, Atlanta's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but they're five and six. (laughs) They're in second place in their division. No. I mean, the teams they've beaten, yeah. Giants, Jets, Dolphins, Saints, and Jaguars. Not exactly murderer's row, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about the Lions winning there for the second year in a row. That usually doesn't happen. And I'm telling you this. I I watched, anybody else watch a ton of games this weekend? I watched the entire Green Bay game yesterday and the entire Browns-Ravens game last night. These teams aren't that good. Who's really good in the NFL? Seriously. Oh, New England leads their division. Is New England that good? No. The Ravens have the best record in the AFC. The Ravens? They keep winning every game by three points. Their offense is horrible. Outside of Mark Andrews and Lamar running, I don't think they're that good. Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry and didn't have Julio Jones, and they're banged up. Like, who's really good in the NFL? Packers look really good. Arizona's 9-2. and two. Point differential of plus 108. They're good. But who else is really good? There's a lot of bad teams. The New York Giants are in the wild card hunt. 
They're a game back of the wild card. They're horrible. People are talking about Washington. A Taylor uh, Heineke. He's going to take him to the playoffs. The playoffs for the Washington football team? <laughs> They're, they suck. But hey, they won two in a row. That's why it's so unbelievably pathetic that the Lions can't win a game. Not one. How is that possible? I know the Lions aren't good. We know the Lions aren't good. You know it. Got some struggles roster-wise, but my God. All right. This was an uh, unrehearsed rant that I was going on here. Uh, Let's go back and look at Thursday very quickly and uh, grade the guys. The PFF grades are out from Thursday. I want to just give you those. If you don't have profootballfocus.com, we try to bring you those grades and give you those grades each and every day after game. But obviously, we haven't been on since Thursday. First, though, our friends at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. you got another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. you got one watching sports highlights on your phone. you got another one might be your neighbor's best friend's login for the rest of the stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So you get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so our friends at Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, graded your Lions on Thursday. And uh, what this team looked like, both on offense and defense, every player got their grade. Let's 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 share those with you. Number one, uh, offensively, if we go there first, the highest rated and graded player was Panay Sewell. And there are a lot of good rookies right now. Um, a lot of good rookies. Um, Panay Sewell is one of them. He has played very well at right tackle. And he got a 78.6 grade on Thursday. Second was Josh Reynolds, who caught a touchdown pass, 76.6. Hopefully he can continue to um, uh, play well and get some get some catches and balls thrown his way. Jonah Jackson, third, at 73.6. Taylor Decker, fourth, at 70.7. And Jared Goff cracks the top five at 67.7. Bottom five on defense, or bottom five on offense. Um, DeAndre Swift, but he only had 10 snaps, 43.7. Tommy Kramer, the right guard, 45.3. Jamal Williams, 55.7. Brock Wright, 58.8. And Amon Ra St. Brown, 59.8. Dan Campbell said today that there were six holding calls on the Lions in that game on Thursday, but only three of them were on the offensive lineman. Three of them were the fault of the quarterback. (laughs) Duh. You don't think Jared Goff doesn't hold the ball too long? My gosh. I just I'm I know how you guys all feel. I feel the same way you do. I I can't watch another year of Jared Goff, and he wasn't even that bad the other day. He actually played okay. All right, defensively, top five defenders from Thursday: Amanio Ruwarie. He's starting to come on. Eighty-three point four, highest grade on the team. Alex Anzalone gains media's favorite 
at 78.8, comes in second. Third was Jerry Jacobs at 74.0. Austin Bryant, 70.7. And Aleem McNeil, the big fella, at 69.6. Bottom five, we've got Derek Barnes, 36.9. He's a rookie. you got to give him a pass, but I need to see more. Tracy Walker, 41.8, second lowest defensive grade. Michael Brockers, third lowest, 42.9. John Penasini, 47.4. I didn't even know he was still on the team. And Levi Onzerike, 48.1. I seem to remember a certain Lions podcast host begging, begging the Lions to take Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa from Notre Dame. JOK. The linebacker safety hybrid. There was a host begging the Lions to take him in the second round after he slipped out of the first round. Begging. He's flying around the field last night, just running down Lamar Jackson. Nope, the Lions took Levi Onzerike instead. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So there's your top five and bottom five performers um, from Thursday's game against the Bears. It was obviously disappointing, and that's just such a winnable game. These last three games have been winnable. It's not like this team is playing every game like they did on Halloween when the Eagles just smoked them. It's not like we're seeing that. But, my goodness, eventually. I mean, if, if this thing... And there's a lot of fans that want Dan Campbell fired, and I've seen a lot of... Uh, comments on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page and on Twitter. and You guys, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I, first of all, the Lions aren't going to do that. By the way, can I interrupt myself? Lynn Henning tweeting that he thinks the Fords are selling? <laughs> I got a hunch Sheila's selling. <laughs> okay. Go, go back to retirement, please, Lynn. Go back to watching pros, uh, Tiger's Prospects from your porch in Florida on your laptop. Sheila Ford Hamp is not selling the Lions. She's been waiting her whole life for this. She's not selling. She's been waiting. Her and her husband Steve and Rod Wood, they've been waiting forever to run this thing. You know how many times Sheila was shoved into the corner with her mom by by W.C. Ford and Bill Jr.? And told to stay out of football business. We got this. And then when Mr. Ford died and ended the team off to... I don't need to go over this again. <laughs> they're not selling. I got a hunch they're going to sell. I got a hunch you're analyzing Tiger prospects and telling us how great all of them are when none of them are. So thanks, buddy. Not a chance. It's not happening. <laughs> This is Sheila's chance. She's got Dan Campbell for six years and, and Brad Holmes for five. They're, they're looking long-term at this thing. She's not selling this thing. I don't know where that came from, but whatever. Um, I'm all over the board today. I apologize. I'm literally jumping from topic to topic and not even staying on track here. All right. I want to give you a DeAndre Swift um, injury update courtesy of Dan Campbell um, in a moment. But let's let's think about this for a second here. As we go down the rabbit hole of will they not win a game, um, the comparisons with 2008 are going to be there. And this is from our 
crack research staff. 2008 strength of schedule when the Lions went 0 and 16 was 559, 559. This year's strength of schedule so far is 536. So it's even lower. If you remember in 08, the Lions ran through a pretty tough schedule those last five games, including Thanksgiving. Of course, they lost them all. But the Lions still have some opponents left this year whose records aren't that great. And I mentioned before about Minnesota and Seattle and everything else. Or uh, Atlanta and Seattle. Even Minnesota's below 500, but the Lions aren't winning this week. Um, The 08 team did not have a string of games featuring backup quarterbacks or crappy injured starters um, like this team you know, did in November. Think about that for a second. They played um, uh, Andy Dalton, Mason Rudolph, and Baker Mayfield the last couple, last three weeks. Now Dalvin Cook's going to be out. So, one comparison is the defense. Though statistically, this year's defense is much better than 2008, but neither can get a stop at the end of games, right? Look at the last two weeks. The Bears ran the ball or ran the clock out with eight and a half minutes to go. The Lions could not stop the Bears. And of course, we had timeout gate and double timeout and all of that. Brown, same thing. All the Lions had to do was get one stop, but three separate times Nick Chubb ran on third down to end the game. So while the defense is improved, and I was lauding them earlier for their points per game, which has been at 14 a game, you got it. You only given up 14 a game, you got to be winning. It's like last night. Cleveland picked off Lamar Jackson four times and lost. First time in NFL history, a quarterback threw four interceptions and won a game. Previous was 0-37. So, uh, there you go. All right, what's going on with DeAndre Swift? The Lions need him back. We're going to hear from Dan Campbell. Yes, the Danimal. Uh, coming up next. First, it is here, the best Monday of the year, folks. Cyber Monday at Built Bar. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy today only. That's 20% off site wide on Cyber Monday. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday Caramel, uh, Caramel Almond Delight. And it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. Hello, Nathan. Are you listening? The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallow we center covered in white chocolate. That's only 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season and save. And give your taste buds that gift of Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Enter the little enter the promo code LOCKED20 before it's too late. LOCKED20 at Built.com. And hey, bet online as you covered all season long. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot. For all the sports action this season, who we got tonight on Monday Night Football? We got Washington and Seattle. Wait till you watch this shit show tonight. Ooh-wee. Seahawks a one-point favorite on the road. Really? Hmm. Put some money down at betonline.ag. Head to the website. 
Use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, whatever you want to bet on, you can at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, here's Dan Campbell asked today about DeAndre Swift. Will he be able to come back from that shoulder injury and play on Sunday against the Vikings? Take a listen, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty sore. Um, and so, you know, right now it's, uh, you know, I, I would say it's hard to say. It's hard to say that you'd see him playing. Um, but there again, we'll know a lot more on how he feels tomorrow and then certainly Wednesday. But but I know he's, he's hurting a little bit. All right, so there's uh, Dan Campbell discussing DeAndre Swift. And, um, man, that sucks. Because the one thing you want to see is you want to continue to see development. You want to still watch the guys that are going to be a part of this thing in the future. And while we've tooled on the Lions enough and talked about 0-10-1 and, and, and everything else and how bad it's been, DeAndre Swift has really been fun to watch. He's been an, uh, an X factor in the passing game, in the ground game, back-to-back 100-yard games. And him going out and getting hurt on Thursday certainly didn't help uh, as he banged his shoulder out on the, down on the turf. But he's a tough kid. I love watching him play. He's part of the future. But it doesn't sound like there, Dan Campbell thinks, that he will be available to play. Now, that might mean more touches for a guy like Jamar Jefferson, who we saw flashes you know, in that uh, Pittsburgh game um, that, he can, that he can run a little bit. The Lions actually have some nice depth at running back. Jamal Williams is fine. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, we've seen flashes. And Godwin Iguabuike is not horrible. Like I like watching him, too, when he touches the ball in the screen game. He runs hard and straight ahead. The Lions at least have their running backs together. <laughs> now they got to find some receivers. Right, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day on whatever platform you find us. We're on all of them. Locked on Lions for a Monday. We'll get you that crossover on Thursday with Lucas Braun from Locked on Vikings. Just gonna sprinkle another guest or two in uh, this week and talk some draft. I'm working on that right now. Right here on the Locked on Podcast Network.